But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? I am that fat guy, and as you can tell, I'm getting ready for our Halloween special coming up here uh, next week. Uh, we are Legal Ham of the Face. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube right now. We go live every Tuesday at 6 p.m., and you can also catch our recorded audio on our anchor, and I will send that out normally on Wednesday. A couple times it's been a little bit later, but let me bring in the cohort because we're missing one today. Let me bring in Big Bri. Big Bri, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Oh, not much. Just another day. Another wonderful day here in Cleveland. It was 76. We had frost this morning. Can't beat this weather, bud. <laughs> Tell Vinny I say hi. Oh, he's not here. Oh, come on, Vinny. Oh, that happens. That happens. Well, I mean, let's let's click. Sorry. You know, quickly, quickly get to, and I got to do all the clicking now because Vinny is not here, but that's okay. Let's quickly get into the rundown. Uh, we are going to do our shout-outs. We are going to do our sponsor, which is Harold and the APA. Uh, we have, guess what we don't have? You know what I just realized? What's that? We don't have my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's it. We killed it. It's done. Oh, man. Just one day without I'll, it. I'll give um, you a word if you want me to. And then she ate. <laughs> Piece of cake. I'm going to say food coma. <laughs> food coma. Yes. Yes. I love food comas. And that happens over the weekend. <laughs> food coma? Uh, it's normally after a Browns game. <laughs> <laughs> Booze, food. It depends on if they win or lose. Yeah. It all depends. Uh, trivia time. I get to do trivia today to Brian. I got a really special one right now. Then cool. we got to our gauntlet league because we got another one that is bit the dust. Uh, then we're going to get into our Browns recap against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. We'll look ahead to Thursday night football against the Denver Broncos. We will give our ham and illegal ham of the game. And then fat boy Tuesday, we are going to get into the reaction of Mac for butts and all the food I saw while I was down there, Bri. People are on a whole different level down there. I am telling you what. In Cleveland, we take our tailgating very seriously. My Lord. And then we are going to get into our top three fall things to do. So stick around with us. Uh, 
right off the bat, why don't we get into our shout outs, Bry? Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I will just because I really don't have one. I mean, I, I could be a broken record and uh, shout out the Medina Bees because they are now number one in Division One yes, uh, for are. football in the state. So pretty sure that's the only time that's ever happened in school history. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't want to jinx them, but um, they got a good look at a perfect season. So I'll shout them out again because uh, we're proud of them here in this community. So that's all I got, though. All right. Uh, we got to shout out uh, Vinny's lovely wife, Ava. Her birthday is today. That's why Vinny is not with us. He is trying out the brand new BW3 here in North Olmstead, Bry. Just down the street, <laughs> buddy. Wink, wink. Just saying. Oh, Polly. Uh, you remember where the old Ruby Tuesday used to be? Oh, yeah. Yep, that's see. where they built it right there and it, it is actually looks really nice so plus sure. the right there there's wendy's little caesars right around the corner you can grab whatever you want on the way out <laughs> all right um also got to shout out uh western summit uh dude what a great great time down there for back for months i apologize that our live feed was only 12 minutes but we got hailed on you know whether <laughs> Commits, uh, you know, kind of, yeah. So we had to shut it down until we get some uh, better equipment for our uh, going live segments. Uh, but the food was outstanding. Uh, we raised a whole bunch of money for City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, guess, spoiler alert, guess who won the uh, mac and cheese contest? Boy, I don't know. You tell me. Lauren. Our own, oh really? Our own Lord won the very the mac and cheese cook-off. And Bry, we'll get into it later, but I'll tell you what, there was some very, very interesting and delicious mac and cheese, along with sure. some other things I saw while I was down there. Okay. And that's my, uh, oh, uh also got to shout out um Justin's here with me now. Now that Justin's here. Um this is the uh uh 10 year anniversary of uh one of my childhood friends who passed away uh fighting for our country um i've said his name a lot on here during memorial day and veterans day and all that stuff and veterans day is right around the corner but uh it's been 10 years um and it's still hits a little hard to uh you know i was talking to hope when i got home about it and uh it just i, I felt weird today and i didn't know why and then i realized what the date was so uh, I just want to say his name one more time, uh, Raymond Border. Um, you know, you're always missed, and you'll never be forgotten, bud. Um, so, uh, Brian, I'm sorry, Brian. I, I just I'm a little thank emotional. You. Thank it's, you, thank him, thank his family for his service. Yeah, that's yeah. There's just a name. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. Uh, he would have been 41 years old today. Mm. So. Um, Thank you for your service, Ray. And you are definitely loved and uh, definitely missed, bud. Um, we also did liven it up a little bit. Now that Vinny's not here, Polly's here. So Polly's, uh, Polly's oh, all okay. We are doing great, Polly. We missed you the past couple weeks. So thank you for chiming in. So we're going to pick it up a little bit. Well, sort of pick it up a little bit because the Browns lost. But we got to get into our... Uh, well, not my cousin Vinny's word of the day, but we got to get into trivia time, right, Brian? 
Mm-hmm. Let me let me do some clicking here because you know I, normally Vinny's here doing all this stuff. So let me just yep, uh, let, let me take some time and trivia. I always forgot that the uh, sound and the picture doesn't match up that well. Um, our trivia is brought to you by uh, Papa V at Curb Appeal Latest Gaming. Get a hold of Papa V at CurbAppeal419.com. Also, our show is brought to you by Lake Erie APA and Harold Keel. If you want to go out, we're doing fall right now. We're having a blast. You get to watch games. Like I play Sunday, I get to watch the Browns game while I play pool. No better thing besides being down to stadium or tailgate with a lot of people, which I did get to do that. Um, but if you want to come out, first time ever playing, if you just want to have fun, there's a lot of great, great times that we have during pool league. And oh, on the lighter side, congratulations, Justin, on getting his new house. He bought his cool. first house, so Justin is almost completely done. I saw the backyard, Brian. It's a pretty nice little setup there, bud. Where uh, is he in Central Ohio? Where's he at? Kentucky. So we're oh, going down to Kentucky. Okay, we're going to have to take the bourbon trail when we get down there. We're going to, have to hook up with Justin. We're going to, have to hook up with Juice. We're going to, have to hook up a big man and just see where the five. You, you know, I'm down. I love, I love me some Kentucky. I love me some Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I love it. I'm down. I mean, go down there. It's it's a nice break. It's not that far from uh from where we're at uh, in the winter time, and it's a little bit nicer weather. So, whenever you want it, say the word. All right, you ready for your trivia question there, Big Phillip? Bring it on. All right, since you are a huge Michigan Wolverine fan, I bring this one up. Your Michigan Wolverines are ranked now sixth, I believe. They are still Mm -hmm. undefeated. I think they're the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten, if if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, you might be right about that. I think I might be right about that. So, Mm -hmm. two questions. First one, when was the last time that Michigan ran the table and went undefeated? Okay. Second question. What was the time span between that time? Because obviously they won a national championship that year. But that span and the, uh, other national championships that they won. Okay, so you're telling me it's not 97 that they won undefeated. So, okay, I remember. I did not say that. I said. (laughs) Well, the span, I mean, they haven't won a national championship since 97. So I understand that. I'm talking about about that national championship to their other one. Further down the line, oh, before that, yes. Our, uh, yeah, I know. I know when they won their previous championship. Okay, okay, I got you. All right, buddy. Well, let's get into our show. Uh, we have a great show for you. I got Justin. Oh, good lord, I see Louisville, Kentucky. So it's it's pretty much Cincinnati. Is where oh yeah, no, so. I love Louisville. Fourth Street Live. That's a great time. Not not much nicer. All we get is ice. True. Mm-hmm. 
So, but uh, he moved out there at O2, I think it was. I got a friend who's a teacher down in Lexington, Kentucky, and he tells me if they're even calling for any sort of snow at all, they'll cancel school the day before. Get your man. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine being a kid and like, well, there could be a chance of snow. All right. Take the day off. (laughs) Get out of here, man. I love it. (laughs) Up here, we get four feet of snow. They're like, eh, 45 minute delay. Yeah, tough it out. Yeah. Yeah. The buses aren't going to be around. Walk to school. <laughs> Moved here a month after high school graduation. So guess what? That was 99 then that you went down there, Justin. Uh, wow. But we got to get into our gauntlet league, which Justin is still alive in the gauntlet league. But guess who That's is right. it? Our sponsor, Harold Keel, got yeah. booted out by Papa V is still alive down at the bottom. <laughs> and I, if it wasn't for the big man, Having the worst, worst week ever, you would have been in the gauntlet, bud. I know. I got. I thank you, big man. I got lucky. I was, I was concerned because Kamara and uh, Carson didn't play this week, and I told you, I'm like, man, my running backs are shaky. <laughs> I think I, I started Miles Gaskin and um, Brandon Bolden, who you didn't even know who he played for. I have no clue. And they no clue. <laughs> They combined for a whopping like five points. <laughs> if it weren't for Tom Brady and uh, Antonio Brown getting me half my points, I'd have been yeah. right there with big man. So that's what makes this so fun. You know, you go from top dog one week to bottom of the drain the next week, and it doesn't matter what you did, just survive in advance. So that, no, that's it, why I love it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, big man only had, I don't even think he had 60 points. I think he ended up with 59 points. Which is unreal because I think who was it that uh, went off? Was it Fournette went off for no Derrick Henry last night went off for like forty five points. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tells you how bad Big Man's team is. But he gets to go to Gauntlet this week against Papa V. We'll see who prevails next week. And we are still playing for a bottle of Cleveland Underground whiskey in APA apparel. I talked to Harold. There's going to be a hat, a hoodie. Two T-shirts up available. We're going to give first and second awesome. place away. So, and by the way, awesome. I do have your hat. You have to remind me. So, okay. Um, we have Justin chimed in and said, "Yeah, if they smell like snow, they call off school." <laughs> <laughs> Here's Red Lake. That's so cold in Alaska. It's too cold to snow. We've been there in Cleveland, bud. Wow. We have been there. <laughs> wow. You remember? That I do day? remember. Yeah. Two years <laughs> right back. Now. Brian and I were joking around about uh, driving into work this morning because on the highway into work, it was like 46, 47. We get to our work and it drops all the way down to like 34. And it was like, what the hell just happened? But we we talked about the time that we actually pulled into right at our parking lot entrance and it was zero. By the time we got out to our shop, it was negative (laughs) 11. So (laughs) that's how that day went for us. So you want to uh, you want to get into the uh, <laughs> the somber note? Um, the Cleveland Browns lost to the Arizona Cardinals, and Brian they didn't lose; they got their ass kicked. Um, sure did. It was a well, I can't even remember the score. It was like thirty eight to thirty seven fourteen, I believe. Yes, it, it was. It was not. It was not pretty. And you know something? The uh, wind went out of the sails about. 
seven minutes into the game, at least for me. And then it kind of just snowballed and rolled downhill after that. You know, you had a little mm-hmm. glimmer of hope, but then after that, it was kind of, uh, yeah, no good. So, Bry, why don't you, uh, why don't you get into how you feel about this loss? Because I'm just still at a loss for words. It's been two days later. Yeah, yeah. It, it sucked to watch all around. Um, I wasn't able to be there for about the first hour. I didn't get back to the house until about five o'clock. So I started it and I was fast forwarding through the commercials, shut my phone off, did all of that. And, and I'm just watching it and I'm just thinking, all right, we'll catch up. They're, no big deal. They're fine. You know, even down 20 to nothing. I'm like, uh, all right, we still got a chance. And, and we did because at halftime we got, we got a luck box, uh, hail Mary and we got it to 23 to 14. And the defense came out in the second half, pulled two three and outs out of their ass, and the offense just couldn't pull it any closer. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard not to bring up the injuries when you talk about this game and, you know, a couple of terrible calls by the ref um, that just prolonged their drives. But as in every game, we had our chances and uh, we just didn't come through. The, the defense, I didn't think the defense played quite as bad as a lot of other people did. I know they gave up 37 points, but... Um, it could have been a lot worse. They, yeah, if they could have just found a way to get off the field on third down, they gave up, what, their first touchdown was third and 21. They gave up a touchdown. And then they gave up another one, like third and goal from the 13. So... If you can just get off the field there, I mean, you weather the storm even more than you had to. And you just hope that your offense could get something going. But really, all day, they were stuck in the mud. Um, you know, we scored 14 points in the first half, and we didn't score a point in the second half. But really, we only scored seven because, I mean, I don't know if you really want to count a Hail Mary. Unless it gives you a win, then you'll take it all day. But uh, in all reality, you have one one touchdown uh, scoring drive and man, it was just hard to watch. And I mean, we'll get into it a little more, but there's a lot of different ways that you can go with, uh, with the blame because there weren't many people that, uh, that had a good game. It's going to be hard picking a, a ham of the week this week. I, I understand. Um, so we have, this one felt like we got beat, which we did. I mean, we didn't give it up. Oh, yeah. we, got, we got beat. And then here's Ed Columbus. Thank you for chiming in, Ed. Yeah, State there's Ed. State Bird of Ohio is a Cardinal. The Cardinal pooped all over Cleveland. Yes, he did, Ed. He really <laughs> did. And when leg those third downs, first drive sucked a life out of the whole stadium. Oh, yeah. So, right. I mean, yeah, here we go. Next time, I get, next time I get to the zoo, I'm going to yell at the zebras, why do you hate the Browns? <laughs> nice. I, it was so. We're going to get into it here. I, let's let's bring up the one banner that I. Uh, uh, I mean, what the hell is going on defense? I mean, what, all right, Bry. I'm like I'm kind of like you, it, but it could have been a lot worse if we didn't have a couple of those stops that we did. They had kick field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah, but still to the point. I mean, the past two weeks you've given up 47 and 37. Now, I think it was 37, wasn't it? 37. 37. 37. So you're giving up 47 and 37 past two games, and you got people wide the hell open. Not not people, 
one of one the best receivers yeah. in the NFL. Star wide receiver. wide ass open. <laughs> yeah. How do you lose him? Wide open. I, I don't know, right? I don't know what's going on with this defense. I don't know if it needs. Well, I guess from what we heard today that the uh, uh, Miles Garrett and uh, Malik, the other Malik, Malik Jefferson? McDowell? No, the other one. Jackson. Jackson. Malik Malik Jackson. Jackson. All had a uh, impromptu team defensive meeting, and they kind of let it all go because that's that's not acceptable anymore, especially yeah. now that your entire offense is hurt. I mean, Bri, we'll get into the injuries here a little bit later, but this defense needs to step it up. Uh, it, not like a little bit. I need to see the defense I saw at Chicago and the defense I saw at Minnesota because guess what? You guys, we're going to have to piggyback you until people get healthy. Because this is unreal, what we're in right now. And if you guys are legit and you have all the toys that you can play with Joe Woods, play them, play them right. Because this is going to get, it's going to get scary here in the next couple weeks, guys. And just, I'm being serious, buckle in, because it's going to be a fun ride for at least two weeks. So how do you feel, Bri? Yeah, you said it. I mean, um, we've been able to lean on the running game um, basically for, uh, Stefanski's entire tenure here. Um, the offensive line has been superb. We've had two of the best running backs, and guess what? We don't really have them anymore. So uh, our quarterback's banged up. Our wide receiver core's banged up. Offensive line, we know they're having some issues. Um, so it's time. It's time we, we look to the defense for a win. And, I mean, it, it couldn't come at a bigger time. Um, I'm glad to hear that they're, they understand that they need to step up and what they did on Sunday is not good enough. Um, but yeah, like you said, we need a performance like we had in Minnesota, like we had against the bears. Um, it's a team we're going against a team that, uh, that is not like, does not have that superstar potential that they can put up 40 like that on you. So you have to smother them. You can't let them get going. And, uh, yeah, we look to the defensive ends. We look to our secondary for that, and no big plays. We cannot give up big plays. No, and this, like you said, this offense isn't like it has its moments. It has stars on it. It's not like superstars, but it has some really good players. And if you can shut down this Denver, you know, especially this Denver run game to start out with, and not let uh, Teddy pick you apart. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is right here. Ed Columbus says it almost perfect. He goes, defense would just play a vanilla 4-3. Look at all the talent they have if you play the 4-3. You can actually rotate people in and out if you need to instead of trying to play this hybrid, sure. you know, nickel or whatever he's going to do because you can't anymore because JOK, gone four to six weeks. Yeah. I mean, and guess what? He's your leading tackler. How crazy is that, Brian? JOK is your leading is that right? tackler, and he hasn't even played a full season yet. He played partial minutes here and there starting out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. I mean, we're losing, we're losing the key weapon of JOK. And we also lost, um, well, Greedy's still a little banged up. So as Greg Newsom played a little bit, so he's coming back. So it's like mm-hmm. defense had its injuries and they're starting to come back from it. Well, now the offense has got its injuries and it's, it's brutal on offense, Brian. I mean, it's, I, this is the worst I've ever seen. They said they had, let's bring up the injury report you. 20 people are injured. And if you count all the injuries, which they were joking around about this morning on the radio that we were talking, if you count all Clowney's injuries, it's 23. (laughs) 
because Sonny's yeah. got, <laughs> got a shoulder, a chest, a knee, and an ankle. All of fell swoop. I don't know if he's what he's been held together by, but you have and, and he, it's he, unreal, he, right? He, he he didn't play that bad. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, he was one of the defensive guys that kind of flashed at times to me. Um, and this whole season, really, he's he's kind of been a breath of fresh air for that defense because there were a couple times where, you know, we needed him to come up. I think it was a third and two, and he came up with a big sack, pushed him almost out of field goal range. So, yeah, if he can – if he can just stay healthy, healthy enough to to do what he does, even if he only plays half the snaps, I mean, we need him. I mean, we need him bad at this point. Yeah, yeah, and you know, now that we're getting the uh, Newsom back, that kind of helps out a lot too. But you know, the people that uh, I have missed the past couple weeks, Bry, where the hell is John Johnson? Where the hell is Grant Delpit? Where the hell is Ronnie Harrison? <laughs> like, I'm being serious. Like, where are they? I I don't know where they are because. I'm sitting here watching Denzel Ward, which I thought was good coverage. Because it was. It was a BS call, at least for the first one. It was BS for sure. First one was BS. The second one, you can say what you want, but he actually turned around to go after the ball. And then who was he guarding? Hopkins? Hopkins just grabbed mm-hmm. a hold of him and pulled him into him. So it is what right. it is. That first one, that was straight up BS. That was probably one of the best defensive plays I've seen a quarterback make this year. And he was all over it, Brian. He was on him like white on rice, but it was just unreal. Unreal how good he played. And you know something? He got flagged so many times because he had to be aggressive. But from what John Johnson said at his press conference was there was a, you know, they're scheming. They're biting on a lot of stuff underneath and they need to stop that. Do we have a segment where we're going to get into the refs or can I get into them a little bit right here? Let's get into the refs right now, bud. Let's get okay. Um, you talked about the Denzel uh, pass interference calls. I mean, those calls against Malik McDowell were some of the softest calls I've ever seen. That first roughing the passer where he's just trying to hit his arm as he's going out of bounds, and he just ends up falling over. And you think that's like the worst call they could possibly make, and then they come back with another one where he basically pushes him, and it's like me pushing you in the locker. I mean – just joking around, you know, here you go, right into the wall or whatever. Dude doesn't even fall down or anything. And, I mean, come on, man. And after that first one, I think it was the first one, the refs knew that they screwed up. They knew it was such a terrible call. They gave the Browns two makeup calls following that. Yeah. With like a BS false start and then a BS hold on a, <laughs> on Arizona because they knew they screwed it up, but um, they couldn't take it back at that point. But, yeah, I mean – it's one of those things. Every team deals with injuries. Every team deals with bad calls, but it seems like it is just pouring on the Browns right now. It started as a drizzle and it's just pouring on them. So they gotta, they gotta find a way to get themselves out of it. But um, yeah, we need to play better obviously, but those calls, these injuries, they just don't help at all. Yeah. The one that cracked me up is the first one that you were talking about. It was almost like Big Brother going against Little Brother, like, get off me, bro. It just went like that. And that's all it was. <laughs> it was like, come on. You're like, you're calling that? But um, uh, Big Play Dave brought up the other one that you were talking about. I said him back. You remember Hornswoggle, what we were talking about a long time ago about the wrestlers? Mm-hmm. There was 
there was a video like test or somebody kicking them in the face. I'm like, that's what they thought they saw. It wasn't what they saw. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, well, if these calls keep getting this bad and they get maybe even worse, I mean, there's got to be a way that you can challenge some of these calls because if they look, if they get a chance to look at it back again, they'll realize what a terrible call they made and maybe they can get it right. But I know that'll slow the game down a lot, but you can't be having this, especially one of them was, um, I think it was maybe the pass interference on Denzel or somebody. It was like on a, it was a 24 yard play on third down that gave them the first down. And it's like, of course that's going to change the momentum of the game. And so you got to get it right. You got to do better. I don't care if you give us a makeup call. That one on uh, that first one on McDowell basically handed them a touchdown. So do better, get it right. Um, going back to you and John Johnson, I mean, this is the first time uh, we've really been hearing people calling him out. Like this is supposed to be our our superstar signing in the offseason, and he really hasn't done much. And Grant Delpit kind of looked like a fool on that uh, that one screen pass. Was it the Hopkins where – yeah. Hopkins, they just threw a little screen to him. It was on third down. They're like, oh, I'll see what we can do with this, see if we can get a couple yards, get us closer. Hopkins just put a move on him, completely whiffed, J-O-K whiffed too, yeah. and he's waltzing right into the end zone. So that, that was a hard, hard play to watch. It, it's it's not good. And, you know, the other people we got to call out, Austin Hooper, where have you been at, bro? Like, I, I'm starting to, you know, we're paying these guys a lot of money, and I'm not – you know, like you said, we're not paying you to block, dude. You got to help out now. Like, we're at dire mm-hmm. straits. We need everybody. And yep. the best one is, is uh, well, Ed Chimes in said the uh, 90, 1988 wildcard game against the Oilers. Yeah, the uh, his punishment for me screwing over Cleveland was becoming the NFL head of NFL. Oh, my God. That's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh yeah, and how about simple tackling? Yeah, we got to tackle better. There's no, that was bad. It was it was really bad, really bad. And guess what? Mom chimed in. Mom, earmuffs, because we are going off about this game. (laughs) The earmuffs on. I know you've heard me say. Watch after wins. I mean, it just unreal, (laughs) Brian. It. Let's get it. Well, these these. The last thing we talked earlier um, today about these injuries and just how decimated the offense is, I think uh, we only have four starting offensive players that are are not going to be – or that are going to be playing this week, and the rest are hurt. Well, Odell, I guess, uh, will be considered a starter. But you got Odell, Treader, Teller, uh, Batonio, and Hooper. Are the I mean, and Baker, if he plays, we, yeah. we'll get into it. But hopefully he plays. Hopefully he's feeling all right. But, yeah, the, the offense is just decimated. <laughs> and it, it starts with our run game. Um, and, I mean, it makes me worry because to this point this season, Chubb and Hunt have been our two best offensive players, and we're going to be without both of them. So it's a little scary. Well, I mean, Brian, you sit there thinking you got Chubb, Hunt, Landry, and are they bringing him back this game, or are they waiting another week? I I would be surprised if they'd bring him back. All right, so he's out. You got your Wills, Conklin, and Hubbard. Your top mm-hmm. three tackles are out. Mm-hmm. Now you're on your fourth and fifth tackle. You got a dislocated shoulder in OBJ. 
He got mm-hmm. Njoku hurt. Baker Mayfield right. blew out his damn shoulder again during this last game. And, I mean, this is where we're at. Like, this is unreal where we're at, Brian. I mean, and it, even when he came out and said today, which I was kind of shocked by because I figured he might wait until Thursday, he goes, yeah, Chubb's not playing this game. Makes me yeah. think that Chubb's, Chubb's a lot more hurt than what people are thinking. And now Kareem Hunt out four to six weeks. JOK out four to six weeks. I mean, these are starting to pile up and just start. I mean, it's almost an avalanche what's going on right now, Brian. It's I we got to dig ourselves out of it. And Chubb, uh, or not Chubb, but Hunt being out four to six weeks is almost like uh, you you want to celebrate it a little bit because when he got carried off the field and he's got yeah. tears streamed down his face and he's grabbing his calf as he's going down, you immediately think, okay, torn Achilles. He's done for the year and he's probably out for the beginning of next year because just the way it was non-contact injury, the way he's going down, you know, he, I don't know if he thought it was an Achilles injury or not, but um, I, we dodged the bullet there. And if we can get him back in a month and a half, that's going to be huge. So yeah. Take your time. We'll try to weather the storm till he gets back. You know, um, hopefully Chubb's injury is not as severe as Hunt's, and we can have him back by uh, by the Steelers game. But yeah, it, it sucks, and uh, and we're just gonna have to deal with it. And you know, hope good. Hopefully, we have good enough depth that uh, that they can carry us through. But if our offensive line ain't right, it's gonna be pretty difficult. No, you ready to get into the uh, the big boy, Bri? Let's do it. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, had a second MRI done. Uh, no more structural damage is done to his shoulder, but obviously it still hurts like a son of a, you know what I'm saying. Um, they have not ruled him out yet. Uh, what do you think they should do with Baker Mayfield, Bri? Um. It, it's it's a hard it's a hard hard decision um, because we don't know the pain that Baker's dealing with and man it hurts me to say let, let me first start by saying because Baker Baker Mayfield has become a very um, very iffy discussion between Browns fans I mean some people love him to death love him blindly. And some people just think he's absolutely no chance he's the answer. So we'll try to be in between because I don't think he's as bad as he's been playing. But um, I don't know if he has the giant upside that some people think. But let me start by saying that a healthy Baker Mayfield is the Cleveland Browns' best option at winning in 2021. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. When, when Baker's healthy, put him out there. And he gives us the best chance to win. There's no doubt about it. The question is, how healthy is he really? And, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but um, I think I think Baker was the biggest reason we lost on Sunday. Um, his turnovers killed us. He, he basically handed them points, and we talked. The offense only generated – Generated 14 points. One of them was a luck play. So basically only generated 14 points. So it that's that's just not good enough. So if that's the Baker that we're getting for this, this Denver game, I'm, I'm very worried because I, I think Denver's a beatable team. Denver's not great. Denver's not Arizona. Denver's a, a team that we can beat 
and with even average quarterback play, which hopefully if we're paying a quarterback $7 million to be your backup, he can give you average quarterback play. I think Baker's pushing his chips all in for this week. I mean, if he can't get the win this week, there's going to be people turning on him because there's going to be people calling him selfish for playing. Um, we all, nobody questions his toughness at all. No, nobody at all. And you can't. They, they even but brought you just go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I'll finish real quick and then you can go. You, you question in as a competitor, it's really hard to have the self awareness. Like, man, I might be hurting my team here. I mean, that guy behind me, Case Keenum, he's won a lot of games in this league. He can go out and win this game for us. You just you don't know what, what's going on in Baker's head. Um, hopefully he's got a short leash. If if it's if he's proven to look like the Baker that played in the Arizona game, hopefully they get him out of there early to where we don't fall behind 20 to nothing. Because let's be honest, as a team, especially as banged up as we are, we can't come back from 20 to nothing. So if it's 20 to nothing, it might as well be 100 to nothing. So, I mean, if it's apparent early that Baker's looking the same that he did, which – I mean, to me, honestly, four days is not quick enough or is not a long enough period of time for you to turn it around like that. So I I question him going out there, but I hope he proves me wrong. Um, but this is a must-win game. This is huge. All right. So I didn't mean to talk over you. What I was going to say is no, go ahead. he hasn't missed a game since, like, Texas Tech. I mean, that's – that's going back. Like he, that's what he doesn't do. And I'm kind of like you, I'm kind of in the boat of, you know, you're hurt. We know you're hurt. We've seen you, Winston. We've seen everything else. You're on your fourth and fifth tackle right now. He's starting to get happy feet because he doesn't want to get hit. This is where Stefanski's got to step in. And either A, if you're going to play Baker, this is what we're doing. And you cannot hold on to the ball, period. It's going to be quick, out, done. Quick, out, done. I wouldn't even let him do anything of that nature. Or that's for Stavansky to take the ball away from him and go, you're sitting out for these next 10 days. I need you during the Steelers game. I do not need you in this game. Those are the questions that are going to be have to ask. But Baker's not going to let them ask that question because Baker is one of those guys that prides himself on being that leader. If he goes out hurt, everybody else is hurt right now. He's going out to be that guy, to be the, how can I say, the calming of the storm. Now, granted, he might screw up everything else, but the good thing about this is, though, Bri, there's no more excuses for Baker. Period. If he goes out in this game, you don't have Chubb. You don't have Hunt. You got two Backup running backs, one guy you just signed today. You got a hurt Odell Beckham. You got your Higgins. You got everybody else. You want to go out and you want to play this game? This is your game to take a hold and light that defense up. And if you light that defense up, it's going to shut everybody else up. You're going to, the noise will go away after this game if you go out and light them up like you can. I know he can, but this is his game. I think this but, is but we- we don't know if he can in his current condition, though. I, I because we haven't that. seen him. I mean, he got hurt in the Texans game, and he just hasn't been the same since. 
I, I, but I understand that. But if he thinks that he is big enough man to go out there and play in this game, you got to put on those britches. You got to go out and start slinging it, bud, because that's where you're at right now. Because what he's doing, he's doing for a contract wise and to prove to Cleveland that he is that guy to take a hold of the Cleveland Browns and be their franchise quarterback. This is why he's doing it. So how did you feel when you heard the Baker press conference today? How did you feel when he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to play on Thursday? Were you were you excited or what? I'm not going to lie, Brian. I was kind of excited. You want to know why? Because he was crumpled up. He was down on the ground. He was hurt. But he's not going to let, not say anybody take his spot. But this is his team now. And guess what? He's only got a year, what, two years left to prove whatever he's got to prove to get a contract. I don't blame him. He's gambling on himself right now. He really is. He's gambling on himself. Yeah, but you have to put the team as a leader. You have to put the team's needs above your own. If if Case Keenum gives them a better chance to win, like, let's be honest. I mean, could Case Keenum have done better against the Arizona Cardinals than Baker did on Sunday? I think so. I don't think Case Keenum's going to turn the ball over three times in their own territory and only put up 14 points. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's great. The Bakers, like I said a couple weeks ago, are you a Baker fan or are you a Browns fan? If you're a Browns fan, I don't know why. We, we've heard all these analytics, all these stats, all these numbers about how Baker has struggled this year. You know, third down and long, can't pick it up, can't throw the ball accurately downfield, can't, uh, can't play from behind you know, can't connect with OBJ. Wouldn't you like to see how another quarterback operates in this offense? I, but I, I completely understand. And like you and I both, we've talked this to death at work and it's not the Baker love or the Baker hate right now. It's, it's technically, yes, I understand where we're at with Browns. Let's put it this way. If the defense played better against the chargers. Okay. And they won that game. Would we even be talking about this right now? Uh, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Would we be talking about this? Because he had one bad game. He played great against the Chargers. Well, he didn't have a great game against Minnesota. But no, but I mean, they won that one. But I mean, you're sitting there, you're looking at all the pieces that are missing. I mean, this offense is not the offense that oh, he's yeah. to, I mean, this is these are not perfect conditions for Baker Mayfield. But also and, and I'm not I'm but, not putting it all on Baker. I'm not putting it all on Baker. I think the injury has something to do with it. But I I think against the Denver Broncos, you need a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over. You need a quarterback, you know, to do kind of what Baker can do, which is complete short passes and move the chains. And I think I think Case Keenum can do that. I don't know that for sure, but, you know, it goes against, you know, is a 100% healthy Case Keenum as good as or better than a, you know, 75% Baker? We don't know. We don't know how much this injury hampers Baker. Nobody does. People can say, oh, it's a huge factor. You don't know. People can say it's no factor at all. You have no idea. So I can just go by the play that I've seen, and the play that I have seen has not been great. I mean, so – I, you know, we're in a, we're in a muscle situation. Basically we need to win the game by any means necessary. Our season hangs in the balance. So 
So you I, you have you haven't hung up as a must win game. I mean, it. I guess technically it's not, but um, okay. if you can't beat the Broncos at home, what team can you beat? Okay, so I now here's my opinion, and I haven't told you this yet. I think Baker should sit this game. I really do. I think he should sit out, get a little bit more healthy for the Steelers game coming up next to get on Halloween. I think that gives, because this is our mini buy, so that gives Jed Wills, Conklin, all these guys time to heal up a little bit more to where the complement of the offense can come back and everybody gets a little bit more healthy. Plus, it gives Baker a middle break. Baker's got to have at least a little bit of a middle break because, I mean, he has been taking it on the chin from everybody. And you know something? You got to turn an ear, blind ear to that. But sometimes you can't, Bri. I, it just, he's yeah. been taking it on the chin nationally. He's been taking it on the chin here. He's been taking it on the chin by reporters. You know, I think he just needs a, this week, to reset, let Case Keenum go out there and do what he has to do, Okay and then have Baker come back in after his shoulder has healed up a little bit more. They give a little more treatment to it. gives him 10 extra days. Actually, almost gives him two weeks. Two-week window mm-hmm. where he gets to heal up before he plays the Steelers. And I think that's what needs to happen. I honestly think that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying I hate it. The Baker's going to probably go out there and, and try to play. Um, and – we know how tough he is, how tough he is, and we know who his uh, role model in football was growing up. Brett Favre had one of the toughest quarterbacks of all time, had the all-time start streak going, and I don't know if that plays into his decision to want to go um, right now, but yeah, give, give Baker the chance. See, I'm not saying he's going to be as bad as he was against Arizona. But I'm saying if he's showing that he's not improving and he can't make the throws that we need him to make, you have to have a quick hook because we can't fall down, you know, by a couple scores. If we fall down by 10, by 14, we don't have Nick Chubb. We don't have Kareem Hunt. We don't have Jarvis Landry to kind of bail us out. We have to get offense any way we can. If Baker can't do it, I mean – you got to think about putting Case Keenum in there. All right. This might be a a, a game like you remember when, um, oh, God, they had Mason Rudolph start for the Steelers against the Browns, and then Big Ben came in at halftime. Right. Just lit him up. And that's how I feel like this game might be. Like, let's see what Case Keenum can do. If we can get through this and, you know, not get anything hurt. But if you need a spark, Baker will be there on the sidelines to kind of, just in case, you know what I mean? Like you don't want him to start, but he's going to be your backup this week and just kind of let him, just let him, because even Red Leg concur, sit him, let him get time. And then here's, mm-hmm. here's a good one. Doesn't feel like the spirit of the city though. Everything may around it may fall, but the city keeps fighting. He's not joking. I mean, that's, that's the way it's set up. And you know, he is doing things that most Cleveland quarterbacks haven't done in forever, Bri forever (laughs) yeah and and i give him all the credit in the world um if you remember what it was like before we had baker we were starting three four quarterbacks per season guys were getting hurt left and right and baker since he became the starter he hasn't missed the start um i don't think he's ever dealt with an injury like he's dealing with now but um 
yeah, I, I hope that he can go in and, and you know, take this team, put this team on his shoulders and wheel us to a victory. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if he doesn't have it and if he can't do what he wants to do, just playing the game, just starting the game is not good enough for me. If you're out there, I'm going to expect you to excel. And if you can't excel and you can't help this team go to a victory, then he's not hes not ever going to say, I'm done. You know, I can't do it. Unless he, like, physically is completely beat up and he can't lift his arm above his shoulder. I mean, he, he'll never tell you that he, he's not going to do that. But you have to, as Kevin Stefanski, his responsibility is – if you're out there and you're not helping us, he doesn't even have to be hurting us. He doesn't have to turn the ball over three times. If you're not helping us, you can't be out there. And here comes 1988. Kozar hurt. Bagel hurt. Damlison hurt. David Dodge struck. Yeah. Dave <laughs> Skeetum could do it. And, you know, it, I, I totally get it. Well, Brian, let's, let's get into our uh, predictions for this game, all right? Because I already got Vinny's prediction. Can you guess what Vinny's prediction is? I have no idea. Oh, boy. So, uh, Vinny's prediction for this game is 24-17 Denver. He thinks there are way too many injuries right now happening, and he picks Denver to beat your Cleveland Browns. By the way, we all lost last week. We all picked Cleveland to win. Brian, you were the yeah. closest. You got the asterisks. So, right now, okay. I'm at 4-2. You're at 4-2. And Vinny is at three and three. I have two asterisks while you have one and Vinny has one. All right. So how do you feel about this game against Denver, bud? Give me your prediction. Um, do you want to get into Denver or you just want a prediction? Um we're about fifty minutes in. I mean, we can get into Denver. Well, we don't have to. I mean their their defense is good. Their offense is okay. That's kind of the breakdown of Denver. They don't have any superstar players. Tedder Bridgewater is actually playing pretty decent. He has 15 touchdowns and only four picks this year. So he's not bad. Did he throw um, three picks last game? Oh, is that right? I, I don't know who they play. Uh, uh, Vegas? Well, the only three wins that they – yeah, Vegas thumped on them. The only three wins they have were against the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Jets. Yeah, right. I believe. So, so it's like, like they haven't beat any good team. And yet, Teddy Bridgewater is capable of winning. But, you know, they're coming here on a Thursday night on a short week also. And mm-hmm. you know something? These short weeks, you never know. It's like a coin flip. You know what I'm excited about, though, is I actually can watch the game and not play pool. So that's a bonus. Yeah, there you go. So, but, um, I mean, the only thing that really scares me about this game is the defense a little bit because we are so banged up on offense. But, you know, I've watched Dearness Johnson take over a game before. He's came in and been capable. And like I said, if you do what you need to do, especially with some short passes and some screen passes against this team, just move the ball. And by the way, Stefanski, this game, don't go for it. For take whatever points you can get, <laughs> please. For the love of God, if it comes down to like twenty seconds left, like last night against uh, the Bills and everything else, I don't. You, if you want to go for it, that's fine. I get it. I don't want to see it on the first drive 
and see a sack. Because if I see a sack again, I am going to lose my ever-loving mind. What is up with that? It's it's like ever since the Chicago game, it's almost like um, it was bad luck for us being so lucky and not lucky, but um, but having the success we did against Kansas City on fourth downs because we think we can just go for every fourth down and get it now, and oh, no, 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 it's been on. quite the opposite. Hold on now, Bry. If you look back in hindsight, um, three of those fourth downs, Odell has dropped the ball. So no, he only has two four, two drops on fourth. Well, and then an underthrow by Baker. Well, he was wide open. That was Baker's fault. I don't, that I don't understand why. And I know, I guess, worst case scenario is a pick six. But do you know how many sacks? Baker takes on fourth down. I mean, just give your guy a chance, throw it up there. Uh, you're turning the ball over anyways. So I mean, just look get at, rid of the ball. Prime example, look what Kyler Murray did. He got in a he didn't even look at Hopkins on the one fade route, but just threw it up in the air because he knew where he was going to be. At that point in time, Baker, if that's where you got to go, do it. If Odell's not there, that's not on you. It might be an interception. That's what your wide receiver for not being there, not contesting the ball. Like, I don't. Is that I, Baker just not wanting to have a turnover on fourth down? Like, because he thinks he'll get killed for it? Or, but because taking a sack is a turnover. I understand, but listen to Stefanski. Stefanski is just in the head of, well, you know, takeaways. We haven't got any takeaways. You know, blah, 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 blah. Stefanski is all about the turnover battle and us giving away the ball. Now, granted, yes, you and I talked about. Baker got hit, fumbled the ball a lot, but Baker was on the run almost all game, it felt like. It, yeah. it really did. So, I... <sighs> Brian, this sucks. This sucks coming after a loss. Like, I don't like talking about this. I want to be happy and joyful, but it's like you are you have more questions than you have answers. Yeah. I mean, for, for a team that we have high, high hopes for, you're... <laughs> The reality of today is, what does Bill Parcells say? You are what your record says you are. We are 3-3. Three and three. We are tied with the terrible Pittsburgh Steelers right now in the bottom of the AFC North. So that's a humbling, sobering experience right there. Cincinnati's beating us. Freaking Cincinnati. Yeah, and we got them in a couple weeks. All right, Brad, give me your score. We got to move on. I can't, <laughs> can't talk about that hey, game anymore. Um... <laughs> um no matter what happens, if uh, if we escape with a win, no matter how ugly it is, I'll take it because this this game is just about getting the win and not getting anybody else hurt. So if we can do that, I don't care if we score two points and we win two to nothing. Um, the, I have faith in the defense. The defense got called out a little bit um, after the Houston game, and they showed up. They've been called out this week for the last couple of weeks, so – think they show up i'm gonna say 14 to 13 cleveland browns the 14 13 browns yep 13 browns all right bry i am you and i are tied let's keep this up until the end of the uh yeah you know something i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 24 Seven Browns. Wow. I'll take that. The only reason why is I, I <laughs> do have a feeling it depends on who starts a quarterback. 
that's the reason why. Oh, really? I, so, I, so would you you would feel better if Baker started, or you'd feel better if Keenum started? I would feel if if Baker started, I would go with the twenty four to seven. If Keenum started, I would go twenty one to ten. Okay. So, we'll so just, more faith in Baker. I, I, I do. I don't know why. Right now, I do. Until I am proven wrong, I he is. I got to ride with this guy, Bri. I got to ride with him. We'll see what happens. That's that's the reality of the Browns in 2021. You go as Baker goes, and hopefully if Keenum is called on to win a game or two here or there, hopefully he can do it. But Keenum's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. If Baker is healthy, if Baker can play like he did last year, he can. Um, I just worry because I haven't seen that yet this year. Well, Bri, let's get into our hand and illegal ham of the game. Do you want the illegal ham or the ham? Your choice. I want the good one. I want the good one. You want the ham? I want the ham. All right. So give me your ham of the game. The ham for me is easy um, because, because he was one of the only good players or one of the only guys that had a good performance on Sunday. And he's my guy. We've been waiting for him. To, uh, to bust out this year, and yeah, he got, what, 50 of these yards um, on a Hail Mary, but DPJ, um, he came up, he showed up big, I, and I don't, you look at the stat book, Odell didn't have a terrible game, he had another no. 79 yards, I think, so he wasn't bad, he had a big 25-yarder, um, crowd was chanting his name, that was great to see, but DPJ, I mean, he, he had a couple other than the Hail Mary, he had a couple nice catches. One where a guy was right on his hip, and it was man coverage, and he just pulled it down. It looks like he has some pretty strong hands. So if he can just continue to progress and we can continue to look his way, I think we have something special in him. But um, we just have to get him consistent targets. All right. I, I, by the way, I want you to go back and look at our fantasy football because I started DPJ. Did you really? <laughs> I had to. My wife just Papa V dropped him? Well, yeah. No, Papa V never had him. Oh, I thought he had all the Browns, like him oh, and Schwartz oh, and Higgins no. and all those guys. As soon as I heard that OBJ was kind of questionable still, I picked up DPJ, and I'm like, you know something? I'm going to start him. I got a weird feeling about it. Scored me 16 points, Bri. Kept there me out. Go. So I'm all right with it. <laughs> um, my illegal ham of the game, and this is – you know something this needs to be said john johnson you are here for a reason you played your and he might be playing out position i don't know what's going on but i need more out of you i need to hear your name called i've heard delpit i've heard harrison i've heard jok i've heard hill i've heard ward i've heard Newsom. i've heard everybody else on the defense the one name i have not heard is yours Let's do it, bud. All right. So, Bri, you know what that means. Let me get into R. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. So, for Fat Boy Tuesday this week, I went to Western Summit for the Mac and Cheese Four Butts Tailgate. And, Bri, I had a blast. 
Lord was there. Her husband was there. Patrick, they want to be mm-hmm. hello. Well, we're going back to Mama Cantina's. Yeah, for sure. Also ran into Mike Ped was there. Also ran into the Browns possum. Eric was there, who is top dog tailgate. I ran into so many people, and you know what the best thing was as well as there? All I heard was this. At one point in time, I walked around and Lauren saw me. She goes, oh, shit, it's that fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I got all excited. So uh, so they did a great job there. Dude, the food was phenomenal. They did their uh, their McMuffins that they, or their McThirds. Um, they so said, what, what time did you get there? Uh, Craig and I got there at about a little bit before 10 o'clock. Okay. Okay. How uh, much the parking? Uh, parking was 50 bucks for us, but it was okay. right beside uh, Western Summit. Mm-hmm. So it was right before you go down to the entrance to the pit. We were right on top. It was a two minute walk I got you. from our car to yep. where we were partying. They had their nice. they had their ambulance set up. Listen to this. They had an ambulance with a full kitchen in it. All right, Bry. Nice. Full kitchen. They had two stand up smokers keeping food warm. They had a flat <laughs> top. They had a prep table. They had all their warming stations for everything else. Listen to the food that came out for this. All right. I get there. There was their breakfast sandwiches, which is their McThirds. It's a English muffin, egg, and ham. Amazing. All right. Jello shots. Beer everywhere. Okay. Next thing up, they made a Mexican soup, which was delicious, Brian. Then comes the good stuff. 16 trays of mac and cheese, eight trays of super mac, and eight trays of regular mac. Then they made chorizo lime tacos, Southwest <laughs> empanadas with a Southwest sauce. There was cheesecake there, Bri. <laughs> like it was like, I'm sitting going like this. I'm like, what is going on here? This is a fat kid's dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How much was raised for City Dogs Red Leg? I do not know, but I know it was a very, very good turnout. So I got to judge the mac and cheese contest. There was a Cajun Ranch mac and cheese. There was a barbecue mm-hmm. pork mac and cheese. There was mm-hmm. a deep fried pickle mac and cheese. There was a chili mac and cheese, Brian. Mac and cheeses everywhere, and they were all delicious. I don't think I have one bad mac and cheese. I I didn't even have one bad mac and cheese. The one that I liked the most was uh, Lauren's because she told me what she put in her cheese. It was like eight different blocks of cheese. It was almost like a Phillips mac and cheese, Brian. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. But everybody was so nice down there. I It was unreal how great the people were. Everybody was having a blast. Everybody Music was playing. It was just unreal. So we're going to have to do that. You and I are going to have to go down Absolutely. there and have a Absolutely. blast. Because they're doing another one on Thursday night, and the food there is just – I saw it. They're doing burgers and just – oh, God, I love it. So you were telling me that they um, they do a theme for every – from yes. for the way team city. So this theme was Phoenix, Arizona food, yes. a lot of – Santa Fe Southwest. type stuff. Santa Southwest, Fe, Southwest yeah. stuff. So this That's one cool. Up, so the one coming up for uh, Denver. Yeah, what's Denver known for? 
well, hold on. I gotta, I gotta search. Let me search. But also the uh, other thing that I wanted to bring up to you is as we were walking back, everybody had smokers everywhere. Dude, somebody had a smoker. They were smoking chicken quarters. They were making sure. burgers, dogs. Like somebody actually had a hot dog rotator there. That I just, I got jealous <laughs> of when I saw it. But the menu for Thursday's game at Top Dog Tailgate, listen to this. Denver pork green chili. Okay. Ground beef sliders, chicken tacos, and Spanish rice. Okay. I And the food looks amazing. Like, they're... Sure. I'm just jealous. I got to go somewhere else to, you know, see if they're as good as Western, but I don't think there will be. I'm I, telling you. Yeah, as Clevelanders, we take our tailgating serious. One of the best tailgating scenes in, in America. And what's really funny is, like, as soon as I sat down, uh, we're sitting there getting ready to set up for the show and everything, and somebody comes up and goes, would you like a Jello shot? Well, okay. Yeah, twist my arm. Yeah, sure. Of course I'm going to take a Jello shot. It's yeah. that it's that sense of community, like Browns fans all getting together. Like, was- we're all Browns fans. It's all love. I mean, other than uh, that one <laughs> fist fight in the Muni lot between a bunch of Browns fans earlier in the year. I mean, hey, here, my, my alcohol is your alcohol. My food is your food. Let's join together and, and let's have a good time. And that's what I love about Browns fans. There's nothing better. And it doesn't just have to be in the pit. It doesn't just have to be in the Muni lot. There's great tailgates all around the city on game day. Burke, Burke, Wessler and Summit. There's one down to Flats. I mean, it is unreal what goes on down. And like Craig Everywhere. and I left, Craig and I left at about uh, two o'clock ish. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I had I had pool and everything else to go on, but I mean, dude, everybody was amazing. Like high five and just and it was just talking about the Browns. It was talking about anything and everything. It was unreal. So if you guys get a chance, go down and check them out. Um, also, I wanted to let you know the other things that I saw there before we get into the uh, trivia. We close out everything because we are way past time. Uh, Brian, somebody brought down a portable pizza oven. Brian, That's big time. That's next level. A pizza oven. Yeah. I'm watching this guy cook pizzas, and I'm looking at him going, seriously, you brought down a pizza oven. He's like, yeah, you want one? I'm like, oh, shit, don't do this to me now because I got to leave. He goes, yeah, I got all the toppings, everything here. I made my own sauce. I'm like, dude, you guys are doing it right. Like, it is unreal. <laughs> like, I mean, the amount of food that I saw, and it was just and the smells coming from that place. Bry, I thought I would just like, eh, you know how it goes with beer and everything else. No, the food that was coming out of that place was unreal. I saw people pulling out racks of ribs. I saw one person. <laughs> The best one that I saw is a guy had, he called it his meatloaf burger, Bry. The reason why he called it meatloaf is because the burger was this thick. He smoked it on a charcoal <laughs> grill and stuffed the inside with cheese. I'm like, all right, cut it open. Let me see it. He cuts it open, pulls it, and cheese just melting everywhere. I'm like, oh, my Lord, what am I doing wrong for a tailgate? So, Are you a tailgate guy now? I, I, I might be, Brian. Be. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Brian, I'm probably one of those guys that will just go and sample everything as I just walk through. I'm like, oh, what do you got there? Yeah. Oh, look at that. But the mac and cheese is, though. <laughs> the mac and cheese is more the yeah. All of them were delicious. And the deep fried pickle one caught me off guard because I thought it was jalapeno. I'm like, 
shit, we're about to get spicy here. Let's get it. And I go, I, 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 that is dill pickle. That is not jalapeno. All right. But it wasn't bad. Like, there was not a cheese ever. So, what did you say? One, what was the winning mac and cheese? Uh, Lauren had like 14 different cheeses or something like that. In her, she was, it was, so it was a regular, mac. it wasn't a super mac. It, it was a super mac because she added bacon and there's some other stuff in there. Oh, okay. Uh, the, regular, the regular mac and cheese that one was the, uh, it was like a Cajun ranch mac and cheese. There was Cajun, nothing else. Oh, dude, it was so good. Like, as soon as good. I, yeah. I took the first bite of it, I'm like, I don't need to taste anything else. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I don't want to see these anymore. Give me that tray. I'll beat you in the back of the ambulance and pick me up when I'm done. So, yep, you forget all about football at that point. Oh, my Lord. But, I mean, it was a, it was a great day. Yes, we had a little bit of inclement weather, but it, it held off. Sun came out, and we were all having a blast afterwards. So, Thank you to yep. uh, Western Summit and City Dogs of Cleveland. You guys are amazing. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people going up and donating. I don't know exactly what they donated, so don't know for sure. But, um, Brian, why don't we quickly get into our uh, top three. <laughs> And I brought this up, hope the video would be here for this, but, you know, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, top three fall things to do. All right. So the reason why I brought this up is you got your pumpkin patches, you got your apple orchards, you got your hay rides, you got, I mean, there's so much stuff to do during the fall. And I'll quickly go with mine, Brian. My number three is hunting. Once I feel that crisp in the air, and I haven't done it in a while, I miss going hunting. I miss squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting. Just hunting in general. I, I am a hell lily. I'm all right. Look at the mustache. I'm good with it. Uh, my, <laughs> my number two uh, is hay rides. I got to go on hay rides with my kids now. You know, I'm an adult. I Hay rides with the kids. Have a good time. Go pick a pumpkin. All that stuff. But my number one, and this will blow your mind, Bri, and I haven't done it in about since the kids have been born. Um. Potato cannon, a pumpkin. <laughs> Have you ever seen the pumpkin cannons? Yeah. I love pumpkin cannon. Holy cow. You can launch those things like the length of a freaking airport and just watch them smash <laughs> on the ground. So those are my top three. What about you, big fella? Yeah. Um, those are three great top threes. Um, I also have you ever seen the pumpkin slingshot where uh, yeah, you put some weights on there and you got a you got a string over here, you just cut the string and it just flings the pumpkin like 50, 75 yards or something. I love it. I love it. I've never done it, but I've seen it done a couple times. My number three, I'll be quick too, um, is fall golf. I love it. I just I think I love it just because you're not sweating your butt off the whole time and it's a little bit chilly and yeah. you know, you can have a good time and you know, maybe you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. You can sleep in until seven, eight o'clock and then go out and be one of the first few groups out there. So as long as you can find your ball within all the leaves, it's a lot of fun. Number three, that's not number two is 
you, you knew it was going to come up going to uh going to Mapleside Farms, uh, going to the apple orchard. They got hay rides. They got everything you were talking about. Hay maze. Pick your own pumpkins. Um, you know that's when the apples get picked in in September and October. So you get the fresh homegrown apples, and they just got. It's a great. I think Joe Thomas said it was one of his favorite places to go in the fall time. So. I'll shout them out too. It's down in Brunswick. Um, if you haven't been and you got a family, you know, if you're single, probably not a great place for you to be. But if you got a family, definitely take them there. They got a lot of fun stuff for the kids. So that's my number two. And my number one, I tried not to put it in there. And I don't even know if you'll let me use it, but it's just, it's football and everything that goes with football. No, you're fine. Because honestly, if football wasn't in the fall, the fall would probably be my most hated season. I'm not a big fall guy because it means winter's right around the corner, cold weather for the next six months. It can be a little depressing, but um, football, everything that goes with it, just getting together with friends and family that you usually don't see much throughout the year, you know, on a random Monday or Thursday night, getting together with some friends at the bar. It's so much fun um, just bringing people together. And like you were talking about at the tailgate, having some drinks, having some good food and just sharing some laughs. So it's the number one sport in this country and uh, it's only getting bigger by the year. And uh, if you haven't been to a game or a tailgate or anything, I certainly encourage you to uh, get some friends and family together and kind of hang out. But if you weren't going to let me use football, I was going to say bonfires because yeah, there's nothing like a bonfire in the fall time. In the summer, you know, when it's 77 degrees at nighttime, it's not the same as a giant bonfire, uh, you know, when it's 50 degrees and getting dark out at 6 o'clock at night. So we got Red Leg, 100% sitting in the woods with the stillness. Love it. There's nothing like sitting yeah. in the woods, just listening to the leaves drop out of the trees. And then, you know, something I forgot, honorable mentions, bonfires, okay? Football, half marathon, marathons. Eh, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> apple pie moonshine. Only time yeah. it that. Oh my lord! Especially if you better get, be careful. I know, but it's just it sitting by a bonfire, apple pie moonshine, just sipping, having a good time with friends and family. God, I'm yeah. sorry, not moonshine. We don't. Yeah, it's moonshine. It's all right. <laughs> um, all right, Brian, you ready to get into the uh, trivia answer, bud? Let's do it. All right, let's get into the trivia answer. I asked you uh, last time that Michigan was undefeated was? So I'll say 97. I, I can't remember. I mean, I was in middle school when it happened. 97. 1997 was the last time that Michigan was undefeated, and they won a national championship that year. Mm-hmm. When was the previous time? They won a national championship. I'm going to say 1948. There it is. So is you that went, right? Yes, it is. So you went 50 years without a national championship, won a national championship, and you're going to wait another 50 years. So good job. You know what? They had the greatest football player that ever lived. Joe Montana. And maybe the best defensive player of all time. Or the most decorated anyways. Joe Montagna? Hey, they, I know they're sixth in the country now. They're not the sixth best team in the country. So I know. I just, I'm I not getting my hopes up this year. 
we haven't brought up Ohio State Michigan in a while, so I wanted to bring it I up. I know, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the well, when's the Browns bye week this week? It's late. It's like week thirteen. Would that be after the Michigan Ohio State? I think game? it's before. Okay, we should do a Michigan Ohio State show during the oh, Browns we'll, bye week or something. Uh, well, or maybe Brown- a special one. Oh, we'll definitely do a special one. Because be special- we, we teased it last year and it never happened, and we teased all the great stories that uh, that we had. But, um, yeah, we'll have to do a show. All right. Well, we want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. Uh, they hold a special place in our hearts. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for everything you do. Um, also, come find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. What am I missing, Bri? Why am I don't have my damn list? Vinny has screwed up my list. Come on, yeah. Vinny. That's all right. Um, also, Lake Erie APA, thank you so much for sponsoring us. As you can see with the camo hat, uh, Red Leg, Justin, uh, Ed and Columbus, uh, Polly. Polly, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for chiming in. Uh, we are Legal Hand of the Face. And um, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded. Oh, by the way, this is the other thing I forgot. Halloween special next week. Definitely make sure you tune in. See a little super fan action going on here at the illegal hand of the face. (laughs) Yeah, you like it. All right. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thank you for watching. God bless you. God bless. Oh, America. That was nice. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.